All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. What's going on, good people of the internet? It is time for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, Panel to Panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. It is glad to see, say that that whole thing again because we are back after a little bit of a hiatus working on some new things and getting things popping for our new format, which will be coming to you next week. We are excited to get back at it and get ready for some brand new news topics and whatnot in terms of geek culture. There wasn't a lot of news in co- terms of comic books this past week, but we're talking about some comic stuff, some geek stuff, and we're going to holler at you this evening. My name is James Portis. Uh, to my left. We have the Afro having sorting magic cards, man. Uh, just in a hat hyped about Pokemon Sword and Shield as me, Travis Tucker. How you doing this evening? Ah, uh, pretty good. Really tempted to put these magic cards down and go get my fifth badge. Hey. <laughs> all right, all right. And then to my right, we have the baddest lesbian in the game. She will fuck anybody up who talks shit about a Batwoman. Mary, how you doing this evening? What is that introduction? <laughs> I'm not the only one that heard that. I was feeling fire right there. I had to go hard with it. I, I can't, but like my brain just just kind of went nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh great! Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll cut it because that was like that was a little bit. No, 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 no. It's fine. Just leave it in. Leave it in. It's funny. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm okay. I'm recovering from that, but I'm okay. All right. Uh, don't forget, folks. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, Podcast Republic, anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, including YouTube. That isn't Spotify. You can catch us anywhere so please check us out and listen to us and subscribe to us that way we can uh, be, uh know who is check out this podcast and review us on apple podcast that way people can find us a little bit easier you can also follow us on social media at twitter at pgp underscore podcast you can hang out with our awesome social media person mary hang out with her and talk some good stuff with her about comics and such and you can follow us on instagram and twitter the website on comics ground at on comics ground and our website on comicsground.com put some hyphens between those words where we post daily reviews um news articles occasionally solicitations um opinion pieces everything we post it for you good people every weekday so please check it out most deaf thank you so much all right so all day today all day today my Twitter, my Twitter feed has been nonstop. I had to put it on mute for a hot minute. I had to like mute it because I was getting tired of seeing it. Release the Snyder Cut came back, and I was like, "Why? Why is this back in my feed? I don't want to see this. This has been mute for two years. Why is this back?" And lo and behold, it all started with with, with Gal Gadot. 
Dogado, you had the nerve to pull up and say hashtag release the Snyder Cut with a black and white photo from the movie. She had and then and then yeah oh wow that was corny. She had the gall. I'm done. Boo. <laughs> Boo when he tested burger. Boo. <laughs> and then Ray Fisher, my boy Cyborg, pulled up and said, two years, release Snyder Cut. And I was like, really? We doing this? Really? And then Ben Affleck had the gall to pull up and say the same thing, Re- like release the Snyder Cut. And I just... Mm, Ugh. Jason Momoa was on the bandwagon uh, much earlier. He was, and so was Ray Fisher, and so was Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller's been kind of quiet lately, and I've been worried about him because, like, I think he's filming a bunch of stuff. Okay, but no, nah, like, so for those who 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 are not as familiar or have forgotten, when Justice League was in development, there was the unfortunate issue of uh, Zack Snyder's daughter passing. And um, he stepped off the project of Justice League. And not only was the movie already marred of controversy because of Batman v Superman and people being worried about the dark tone that was behind Batman v Superman influencing Justice League, you had that tragedy occur. And then Joss Whedon, famous for Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron and Buffy and other things and Firefly, yada, yada, came on to finish up the work on Justice League. And a lot of people took the lighthearted tones and jokes and the famous Ezra Miller falling into Gal Gadot's breast thing as the influence of Joss Whedon affecting this movie. Everyone took it as that. And this this movement began called Release the Snyder Cut, where we know there was deleted scenes. We, are, we know there was the possibility that other scenes were, were done differently by Zack Snyder. And as time has gone on, there has been things said by people like Jason Momoa, by Ray Fisher, by Ezra Miller, and now apparently Gal Gadot's in Ben Affleck hopping on the bandwagon, saying that there is a Snyder cut of the movie. There is the difference in certain scenes, like there's that famous comparison of Zack Snyder's scene grabbing Aquaman from the Arctic uh, village and Joss Whedon's version. And then there's the whole scene where they're walking to the water and there's obviously green screen compared to what the original cut is that looks a lot lighter and different. And people can tell that that's more of, like, well, people are assuming it's more of Joss Whedon's influence. But now they're saying there is a Snyder cut. We've known him for a few years. There's a possibility of it. And apparently, uh, is it rumors or is is it confirmed with HBO Max, Mary? Uh, Please tell me. Mary, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you go? Mary. Mary, come back. Um, Mary, did she did she die? I think Mary. No. Um, uh, until until Mary returns. Um, uh, there is the rumor floating around that the the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League will be released on HBO, on Warner Brothers' streaming service HBO Max, and. Now, with today being the two-year anniversary of Justice League's release, and now all this stuff with release the Snyder Cut trending on Twitter and Instagram, I I find myself at a point where I don't know how to feel. Because here's the thing. 
I liked the Justice League for what it was. I like it wasn't the best movie ever. It wasn't the greatest super movie ever, but I liked it. I thought like and now granted it could have been better. Steppenwolf was atrocious and yada yada. But like for what it was, I thought it was a good movie. So when all of these people are saying release the Snyder Cut, I'm like, okay, yeah, that'd be cool. But like I don't see any possible like I, I I'm not gonna be irritated if it doesn't happen. Hmm. Okay. That- so like 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 so now that we've like we've had years of like people attacking DC or protesting like I remember there was the, literally a protest outside of Warner Brothers over it. I was like, really? So I'm just like I don't understand why there was always the controversy to the point of now granted there are a lot of people that like Zack Snyder's vision for Justice League but like I don't understand why we need to like actively attack DC over it but if there's the possibility that the movie could come to HBO Max okay cool but I don't know Travis what do you think See, I think uh, I think an, an important factor to think about is that it, with this Snyder cut, it, movies are very subjective. They're very they're, they're they're the subjects of someone's mind or multiple people's minds to make some form of art or a creation, right? Yeah. So the idea that somebody came in and toiled with Snyder's original idea, and then like because. Oh man, could you imagine if you wrote this movie that you're trying to make like the super heady, super awesome, like you're trying to redeem yourself for the last time you messed up superhero movie, and <laughs> they cut it to where people still remember Martha, and they, like your movie's so bad, right? And like, and then just what did you was, say that day? Like it was so bad. Ju- Justice League was so bad that honestly, I think it was completely forgotten over the fact that Martha was so much more memorable as a, like a terrible thing which is its own crime onto itself yeah I, I I don't know like see everyone was so upset about like Martha and whatnot and there will come a time soon where we talk about Batman v Superman but like for the time being I just there's a lot to like about Justice League, but like, if there's the possibility that we could have this movie, okay, cool. But like, I don't know, Mary. What are your thoughts on this whole Snyder Cut situation? That's a that's a bit of a complicated question because when it first dropped, I was a little dubious because I mean, obviously, you know, and I like some of Zack Snyder's movies. I will admit that, and. My heart was absolutely broken for him when I heard why he had to leave the set. But I think I like Justice League because I wanted to like Justice League. Same, fam. There are parts that are great. Uh, Wonder Woman in the museum. Uh, that That's great. When she does the whole Nicholas Scott-esque bullet deflection. like That's great. It has some really good individual scenes. But overall, it, it's it's a choppy mess. And I do believe that Joss Whedon probably did more harm than good. 
I mean, I can say this as a woman. I, I was a little, I didn't like the flash falling on Wonder Woman thing, but that's a very Joss Whedon thing to do. It and, reminded me of the, like, the Hulk and Black Widow thing in Age of Ultron, actually. Well, I mean, the fact that Joss Whedon is now <sighs> a certified creep, it makes sense. Yeah. But, um... No, when, the, when I first saw the release of the Snyder Cut movement, I thought it was just, you know, the, those hardcore obsessive internet fans. I'm like, okay, guys, chill out. You're a fringe movement. Whatevs. Then it started to grow over the course of the last couple of years, and it's become this major movement. And I give them, I, I do give them credit because um, two very prominent release the Snyder Cut members raised a bunch of money to rent out a theater for um kids to see black panther uh they raised a shit ton of money for suicide prevention uh charities and things like that so like they've done some cool stuff but you know these last couple of years they've really ramped up their efforts and every time warner brothers tries to answer with there is no snyder cut and there's probably multiple cuts of the film because you know i feel like that that's just how movies work that, you know, there are scenes that are recorded that are on the floor somewhere. Like, so there are things that can be stringed together kind of a thing. The VFX won't be done at all. Yeah. But at this point, like, part of me kind of wants to see it. Because, um, you know, the more Zack Snyder puts out, because, I mean, he's got photographs, he has storyboards, concept art. Like, from what we've seen, the movie is entirely different because uh, Wonder Woman kills Steppenwolf in his movie. Darkseid is in, is in his movie, like a lot of stuff just seems to be really different and you know part of me just kind of wants to see it and at the same time i just want them to put it out so everybody can stop talking about it i like the release of snyder cut people like they're just gonna do their thing that's fine but then you have as many other people on the other side screaming and yelling and ripping their hair out about you know, the, the Snyder Cut is stupid and these people are stupid for believing in it. And then you have, you know, it, it's just schoolyard yelling at each other. And I'm done with it, so just just put it out and leave it be. Um, at time of recording, of, like James said earlier, a bunch of people have come out. Uh, the showrunner for HBO's Watchmen has come out and tweeted something about release the Snyder Cut. Uh, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, uh, Ray Fisher, Jason Momoa brought it up ages ago. Like um, he's been trolly about it too. Like he's just been like, I, like he even said like something about like he, he thinks like WB's in a fire and for keep talking about it. I'm like, no. I mean, and it's just kind of turning into this thing. And part of me, and this is my personal speculation, part of me is kind of starting to wonder if it's all the been a, like if this current push is kind of a publicity stunt for warner brothers because i mean put it as an hbo max exclusive and subscriptions will skyrocket and then you have and then you're gonna have all of warner brothers additional content on this app what's the easiest way to bring people in controversy controversy and you know there are some people who are gonna get a free trial to hate watch the snyder cut and then end up keeping it because um, you know, oh look, Adam West's Batman is on here, so you know, might as well stay and watch that. A disclaimer: I don't know if Adam West Adam West Batman's gonna be on HBO Max, but I mean, that's just how these things go. Because I mean, a lot of people got DC Universe to hate watch the first episode, the first few episodes of Titans, 
and then Doom Patrol happened, and then they liked, you know, then they liked Titans and Swamp Thing, and so it's just kind of steamrolled from there. Because fuck Batman was a huge controversy for Titans, and it worked in their favor. So why not try it again? Again, that that is all my personal speculation, and just release something, call it the Snyder Cut, and just be done with it. And I kind of want to see it. I, I, see, I, yeah, like I'm at the point where I want to see it just to get it over with. But like, yeah, I, you, you're making a lot of like sense there, Travis. You have any thoughts? Uh, no, not really. Because honestly, it's it's been so long that I don't know if I want to commit any kind of attempted passion towards a Justice League movie that, as you both have said, kind of had to force yourself to like. You know what I mean? It ain't even about that, like, because, like, I think for me, I was blinded by, like, Aquaman and Cyborg, my two favorite DC characters next to Tim Drake, that, like, I, I love to death. And then, like, because, here's the thing, everybody hated all Ray Fisher as Cyborg. I thought this boy was great. Like, everyone can swear up and down, like, oh, he was too he robotic, was, or oh, he was too much CGI, but I love that he boy. He was absolutely phenomenal. I think the problem is, is that you had an all-star cast and what... Even if even if the Snyder cut was an amazing script, ended up in uh, a garbage cut, I guess, because the, the way the movie panned out just is completely against what we're being told the Snyder cut is, and is the only like evidence we have of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just so tired of watching it and seeing Gotham be the brightest city I could ever imagine at nighttime, <laughs> <laughs> and trying to just stomach that. You know what I mean? Let's let's make a new one. I'm I mean, sorry, we, Snyder. <laughs> we live in a world where in Batman v Superman, Metropolis and Gotham are like next door neighbors. Yeah. That's been done before. It has, true. In like the Silver Age and whatnot, it's been done. Okay. I, 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 so it's, it, 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 yeah, okay, cool. Alright, um, so... Uh, so for what what you've you've heard from us, there is um, thoughts there. Hope like if it happens, cool. If not, like I feel like we should just let it pass. But like I, it does feel like a publicity stunt because like on the on the on the year of just like the, the second anniversary, Jesus, on the second year anniversary of Justice League, it randomly just pops up. It, it seems a little too fishy. And for <laughs> Gal Gadot to do it this close to Wonder Woman eighty four, like. I don't know. It just it the, the all the timing of all of this seems really convenient. Very sus. But I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart, so. All right. So, uh, but like in other news that that happened the past two weeks since we've been back, there was the announcement that in 2022 we are getting the release of uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse two. And with it, there was all, like, like it was a very fast teaser. And, like, there was these different flashes of different colors of the Spider-Man symbol. And some people, like, a lot of people were, like, like assuming that or speculating by the colors that different Spider-Men or Spider-Women were going to make cameos. Some people were saying Silk. Some people were saying the original Japanese Spider-Man from when the creators of Super Sentai and Marvel teamed up to make like their version of Spider-Man. I was just watching that today. 
And some people are saying that like Jessica Drew's gonna make an appearance because a lot of people are battling over the idea that either Jessica Drew's gonna happen or Japanese Spider-Man is gonna happen based on those colors. And I think it's really funny that those two groups are kind of like battling it out. I I'm just happy that like we get in another movie because that movie is phenomenal. Yeah, it's probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um I I I I'm I'm hoping that they don't just like staple the Spider-Verse name on there and, and just like throw Miles out. I'm hoping that Miles is still the gateway to get to other universes and it's still the POV character because I want to see him still grow as a character because ever since and don't get me wrong, um I'm blanking. Who's writing um Miss Marvel and Miles right now? Um I know this. I'm blanking. Bad radio. Um this is gonna bug me, but I'll have to cut this out. So thank you. Um, don't get me wrong, Solid and I Men from the first couple issues that I've read is doing all right with Spider-Man. I think him trying to retcon Uncle Aaron back into the continuity because of the movie is kind of like, eh, you just had him as Iron Spider and you're putting him back in the prowler suit. What are you doing? Eh. But like I I really hope that with the newer comics and with the, uh, a Spider-Verse 2, we can start growing him as a character because ever since Bendis left the book, there's been this question of what's Marvel going to do with Miles because they refused to bench Peter. So, I don't know. Hopefully this movie is good and still uses him as a POV character and doesn't just throw him to the side. And we don't just like... Now, I can see them totally just like picking another POV Spider-Verse character, but I don't want them to. Um, thoughts? See, I don't think they're going to because... I don't think they're going to do that because Miles was a huge selling point for the first one. And I can't really see them, you know, you you don't kill the golden goose kind of a thing. That I mean, Miles was the big name from the first one, so let's, you know, not use Miles and see if people come back. Like, no, I, I feel like Miles is still going to be the focal point because they've oh. pre-established him. I do think, however, that we're probably going to be seeing at least the addition of one more. Well, I'm really hoping that the new character that they're going to bring in is Jessica True Drew, simply because she has a lot of history. I mean, this gal's been knocking around since, what, late 60s, early 70s. You know, she had a cartoon, like, there is... And it's on Disney+. Plus. And it's, yeah, exactly. I'll take your word for it. Um, but, I, I mean, I just... I've kind of got my fingers crossed, but with them doing Spider-Gwen and superheroes, weird thing of one girl per franchise. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've got my fingers crossed that it's Jessica Drew. But, and actually speaking of Spider-Gwen, to kind of uh, buttress my point about keeping Miles the focal point is that they teased the romance between Gwen and Miles. And I can see them definitely wanting to expand upon that. I could see that, like, like especially how like that had that one thing at the end where she like she reached out the hand to pull him back into her universe. Mm. It leads me to believe they're going to continue. See, I was kind of bummed that Bendis didn't get to continue the idea of a Miles and Gwen relationship towards the end of his run on the character before he went to, to DC. So there could be something to be had there. Travis, what do you think? Um, I'm, 
I'm on the edge, honestly, because, like, I... Don't get me wrong, I love the Spider-Verse. It was an amazing movie. I want Sentai Spider-Man to be that character. Just because Ooh. of how campy and cheesy Spider-Pig was. The the whole movie, honestly, with the how serious everything was, and then just Spider-Pig being there, and so it was, like, it reminded you that it was a, a family movie. It so can it, it get weirder. Nice to see that. Yeah, it definitely can get weirder. <laughs> I really loved that aspect of the whole Into the Spider-Verse in the first time round. And I mean, I, I like Miles as the POV character. But on the same hand, I think it would be a good opportunity to maybe use um, old man kind of depressed with the world Peter Parker and then maybe shelve him there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Is I, I don't want him coming back, but I feel like he's gonna come back. <laughs> I mean, I, if 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 they were gonna do anything in terms of like spotlighting a new POV character, this would be the ultimate golden moment to give it to Miguel, and then wrap everybody around Miguel, bring Miles in, and then like have Miguel and Miles be the partners, while then have Old Man Peter there as like the double team or the triple team aspect, and bring in say Jessica, Gwen, and then like. Sentai, Spider-Man, all other stuff. Because here's the thing that I, I'm looking at from all the different colors they showed on the thing. We're not just getting, like, just one extra spider person. We're going to get, like, multiples. And we might get, like, a spider get it. I hate that I have to use that word. But, like, a spider get it type of like, situation because of, like, yes, that event was trash. But, like, there could be something to be had there where there's a lot of spider people in one movie. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. So are you saying that you think that they're just going to shift away from the first movie entirely and just No, like I, I think they're going to I think they might like have a POV character whether it is Miles or Miguel or, and then they'll have just like a bunch of spider people around them is what I'm thinking. I but James, don't you hear the Ben Riley fans crying right now? Oh god. No, <laughs> no more clones. Oh god. <laughs> We've talked about this. No more clones. I, I will say this, though, about the first movie, is that I liked that there are a lot of open-ended questions, if you will, but that didn't come at the lack of resolution. Because yeah. you know, they tease Miguel at the end. We have Miles setting off. Uh, Peter goes back to uh, try and woo his, ex, you know, uh, Mary Jane again. So there are a lot of things that left that are left open to be explored, but at the same time, it still felt like resolution. And I like that we can sit here and speculate without the shadow of paranoia looming over. Yeah, that's true. I'm... I just... I'm excited. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, for once, it's nice to speculate about something and not have to be sweating bullets wondering, like, if it's all gonna be, like, worth crap. We know from the first movie that we're probably gonna be left in good hands. I I like that. So fr- from that, I, I, I think we we're at a good place there. Um, let us then transition to the, 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 the movement that has broken the internet twice now. Uh, uh, the, 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 the blue blur that has been cruising down the streets, reading Flash comics and, and going fast, as, the, as it were. So as we all know, a... A, a few months prior, we got the first trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And when this was announced, 
a a lot of people were were very hesitant because of the different leaks and screenshots of what Sonic might look like, and for good for good reason because when this first trailer dropped, this boy looked horrendous. Yeah, he looked like a blue Grinch. <laughs> Like, am I wrong though? Like, you're not. <laughs> but like, I was gonna, I was gonna give this movie the benefit of the doubt, and, and like, go the, ahead, Grinch didn't, the Grinch didn't look that bad. You right? Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Like, I was like, and then, like everyone was like immediately just like attacked these people and was like, this looks horrible, and like. I, I, I knew going into this, when they announced we were going to get a um, a movie about Sonic, I immediately knew this was going to be some trash. They couldn't replicate Detective Pikachu. They were, it was going to be garbage. I, I knew this. And then everyone was like, no, it's going to be awesome because Detective Pikachu and yada yada. Like, they're not going to replicate it. And then they announced it. And they showed pictures. And this boy, like, looked horrendous. And I'm just like, I told you. And, and now... Like and the thing was the the uproar was so unanimous from so many people. The movie and the director and the design team went back to the drawing board. Even got in contact with a fan designer to bring on board because they liked his design for Sonic. And yep. we got a new trailer that shows the new design for Sonic, and it looks good. But I'm a, I'm gonna be the controversial one. I'm not gonna say that the, the original was better. I'm not gonna say that because that's not the case. This is so much. This is a lot better, but it almost looks too cartoonish for its own good. Like it, it kind of like it, it was skating that line of Detective Pikachu realism and then fell off the railroad. It looks what? Too, it looks too much animated and. It, it, it's not hitting me the way it should. Like it, it, it's as good as we were gonna get. But like, I, the, especially with they're like them saying he's from a different planet and saying like like he's possibly an alien. I'm like, uh, uh. okay, I can give you the alien part, man. But honestly, we about to box over this whole cartoonish, <laughs> not Detective Pikachu looking shit. Like, like, <laughs> like it looks as good. Like, like I said, like, like, like it's, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's the best we were going to get. But at the same time, I find myself just going, uh, like, y'all went too far in, into, into the Sonic X region of, of, or, like, the Sonic Adventure franchise, and now it looks too animated. Like, and, it, like, it, it, I, I find myself at, at, like, Goldilocks. It was, like, too hot, too cold. I need my just right, and I'm not going to get that just right. Like, uh, so, so, yeah. I, I think James, I think I think you're too old for the target audience that's familiar with Sonic you're right. at this point. You're right. I, I, like, I think I have to I'm, okay I'm, boomer I'm, you on this. Like I grew up playing like the original. Like, there's like I'm not a 2D Sonic person. I'm a Sonic Adventure person. I'm a Sonic X person. I I I, I still love that Sonic Heroes theme song. Don't get me wrong. I, I I'm one of the few people that can say that Sonic Riders was the shit, and no one can tell me otherwise. Like I know it was a change. I know it was Sonic. It was like Tony Hawk on hoverboards, and motherfuckers don't like that. I understand. <laughs> but like that was my jam, and you can't hate me for that. But at the same time. I'm at the point where it's like, this is this is as best we were gonna get, and I'm satisfied. But there 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 could have been a compromise between the two, is what I'm saying. 
I I get what you're saying, but I, I feel I feel like we got that compromise. And honestly, for for a studio to listen to so much right. neckbeard crying is like I'll take whatever redesign they'll give me, and I'm gonna go see that movie regardless, just so more studios take note of this, and we can avoid complete train wrecks in the future. You know. You're right. Okay. The 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 amazing the amazing shit that you can do with Sonic on the screen is like when when you were watching the trailer, did anyone else like lose it a little bit when he was reading the flash at flash <laughs> speeds? You right. And like the flash was animated on the cover, like all kinds of cool fan service like that we can get, but we have to like, I feel like it's kind of our duty to, now. Like, like hoop and everything. Like I dug that. I'm not gonna lie, I dug that. But it definitely felt like they went back to the drawing board and added those things. It wasn't like yeah. this was the original. Like this feels like the, the the second cut of the movie, like fully. Like they added some more things, kind of thing. Yeah, and then with that second trailer, there's also the like, well, not even the idea. The fact you can, if you saw the first trailer and the second trailer, you can see the difference. They sacrificed a lot of what you can tell they like the shots that they were clinging onto for the movie, just to kind of bring us back. You know what I mean? Like when they panned over Green Hill Zone, I was like, oh my god! They didn't show that the first time, and then they finally revealed Jim Carrey. All kinds of different elements tying together to make this to where it's. Now it's kind of on us. They're like, all right, fans, you guys want to complain? Come see the movie now. We made it for you. You know what I I mean? mean, I'm still nervous that this movie is going to be just hop with Sonic. Especially because you're the same actor from that movie in this movie. And there was that one scene of them in the car. I was like, uh. uh." (laughs) Rough. Mary, I don't know how much of a Sonic fan you are, but I want, I want to get your opinions on this. I, I am actually a very big Sonic fan. Um, I remember uh, Sonic Spinball. <laughs> that yes. I, I'm dating myself a bit with that. But no, I, I, I loved Sonic Spinball on the uh, Sega Genesis. <laughs> hey. But I just want to take a second to say that the visual effects team, regardless of how you think Sonic looks now, we need to acknowledge the fact that they busted ass. Most deaf. Oh, yeah. That they, I don't want to know how many work, you know, how, how long they had to work, what, you know, how many hours per week that they were at this. And I think not enough credit is being given to the visual effects team because to, to essentially completely redo the entire movie in maybe a fraction of the time that, you know, they they would normally have, like... That is some top tier shit, and I really hope they were paid accordingly. Most of, and if they I think, were not. That's gonna be a problem. And I think that's a testament to show what happens when you bring in people who are passionate about the franchise, because um, I'm kind of likening it a bit to the visual effects team behind Bumblebee of all things, because um, I watched Bumblebee um for reasons and um i mean it was a good movie i'm not you're not wrong well well, i watched it because christina hodson wrote it and she's writing birds of prey and i wanted to see how she did with adapted media it's my usual shenanigans but i loved it and you know my wife and i love special features and we were watching the special features of how they put it all together and you know bumblebee looks more like he did in the old transformer cartoons Mm. and these people were just geeking out the entire time that they loved transformers so much and i think that's why Bumblebee was ultimately a really polished product when it came to visual effects that 
this is what happens when you employ people who are super passionate. And I just wanted to take a second to make sure that, you know, we injected that into our conversation. Most of. But yes, I agree. In terms of the actual trailer of the movie, James, I do get what you mean by it looks a little too cartoony. I don't necessarily agree, but I do see where you're coming from, that there is a line and that line is blurred. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But I think he does look exponentially better. I was getting weird anthropom like furry vibes from the first. I, I'm gonna be that person. <laughs> furry vibes. Hey. <laughs> I mean, hey, like we 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 do we do not shame no, on the no, show. No, if you are a furry, no, you rock shame. that life. Yo, I mean, people been yiffing since Sonic was created. So you're right. Exactly. <laughs> you're right. Have fun with your like you know just put your fursuit on. Live, have a lot of fun, but just eh, not live your me. best life. Not for me, but no, I was just getting kind of like, it looked like a fursuit to me. And A fursona? Even with like the nose and like how real it looked, it was kind of scary. It was the teeth. The teeth mm, were yeah, stuff yeah. of night. It looked like those wind-up teeth that the Joker has. Yeah. Oof. But I think he looks exponentially better. And the vocal performance sounds like it's going to be very good. And I think that even if, you know, everything about the movie was perfect with the way he looked originally, it was going to tank. And I know that with this kind of a movie, you are not going to please everyone. And I am still expecting the critics to absolutely just burn this movie to the ground because they didn't do this perfectly or they didn't do that perfectly. But because, I mean, nobody seems satisfied with anything anymore. You're right. You're right. All right. So there, there's our thoughts on that thing. I'm going to interject. I'm going to add one more thing to the conversation before we get into the Disney Plus nerding out and the Pokemon nerding out. So, I just saw this on Twitter mid-show, and I want to talk about it. So, it, uh... Oh no, you're going to make me play the woman card again. This is specifically for you because I want to see what you thought. I haven't asked you once about this movie since it, it was announced and went in, and now that it's out and now that this, this problem has arisen, I want to know your thoughts. Like on Mike, I want to know this raw. Like this is gonna be awesome because I because I, I wanted to see this movie, but now that it's hit this hard, I don't know. So let's talk about this. So Charlie's Angels, the oh. the French the franchise that keeps coming back with the vengeance. We had the original TV show. We had the, the the Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu like version that is still amazing, and no one can tell me otherwise. Um, we had the CBS reboot TV show that flopped hard as hell. We and then they announced this movie, and it has Kristen Stewart. It has um, old girl from Power Rangers and and, and Aladdin. I love her. I forget her name. Saddens me. My heart. Okay, and then um, the, the, this newcomer girl, and we had Elizabeth Banks directing and, and being um, Bernie Mac's character. I forget. Bosley. Bosley, thank you. And which, which, and we had Patrick Stewart being Charlie, but it felt more like Elizabeth Banks wanted to be Charlie, but she already started the pot enough with the movie to begin with that she was like, "I'm gonna not do that. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be uh, Bosley and be done with it." But we barely see Patrick Stewart in the trailer, so it already felt like she was trying well, to be Charlie. <laughs> the whole point is that you don't see Charlie. No, like not, even, but they barely even had his voice in the trailer at all. Like that, that kind of bugged me versus what we usually see at all. Like there's usually that, like that, like intro of like. They're the best in the world, and yada yada yada, like that he does. 
and we didn't know we didn't have that versus like Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks like in there training all this stuff compared to like normally what it is. Like I I, I don't know. I've been watching like that. But like the movie has flopped hard where it's only made 8.6 million domestically on a 50 million dollar budget. And everyone's giving it crap online and whatnot. And Elizabeth Banks came back hard in the paint and has said, "You've had like you've had thirty-seven Spider-Man movies. This isn't the fir- the first reboot to come out. So stop hating." And she's also said that the, I, I'm paraphrasing, by the way. She didn't say stop hating, obviously. But and then she also said it reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see, see women do action movies. And she's not wrong. Now, granted, I wanted to see this movie. I'm just a, a, a broke a broke person and don't and can't run to the movie theater right now. I haven't seen a movie in theaters in a while. Now, I think she has a point because there is that issue of like people like not really caring about women in action movies unless they're like all sex appeal and nothing else. And I, I, I'm kind of sad to see this movie fail because I thought this could have spawned a new franchise like the same way that like the, the Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore one had started to do to the second one wasn't as hot, but I still love that movie. Like, am I wrong here? Ho- like, holla at me, y'all. Um, I'm, I would, I would see the movie. Don't get me wrong. I like the Charlie's Angels movies. Um, the, the ones that you had just named with Cameron Diaz and such with their, the prodigy soundtrack and just the writing and the shot for shot, like action sequences were so nicely done. But I think there is an inherent problem with Charlie's Angels origin and concept that is a hard thing to beat. Ooh, speak on it. Uh, it's it's kind of a dude with a harem of women doing his dirty work. Granted, it's secret agent dirty work, but it's still dirty work. And I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm weird about it, but I think they should give it the old uh, homoerotic flip and have it be like Charlize's angels. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like if, if they would have just pulled the full trigger and made Elizabeth Banks Charlie, like that'd have been fine. I would have been cool right. with that. Right. Mary, are we being I, I, dumb? Holla at us. I think she's gathering my thoughts. That's what I thought she was doing. Because I, I can't help... Okay, uh, I don't know how much anime you guys watch, but I can't help but get this image of Elizabeth Banks as Integra Van Helsing out of my yes! head. Yes! And it's so good. Why would you deny her of this? <laughs> Fun Helsing fact, I used to cosplay as Integra. Ooh, nice. I could see that. I could see that. Ooh, I need I need pictures after the show. That sounds baller as hell. Yeah, um, Integra is waifu for life. <laughs> Helsing okay. Ultimate is top tier. Helsing like the first anime can just get fucked. Helsing Ultimate is what you need to watch. Have I did you seen watch Helsing Ultimate. Abridged. No, I know. I'm just Helsing Abridged was fucking great. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. But that was a 56 inch plasma screen TV. <laughs> How could I help you today? <laughs> but Charlie's Angels is a uh, it's a bit of a uh, a closet key franchise for me, 
And if you are unfamiliar of the term uh, closet key, it is used for to reference a person or a property or a book or whatever that helped a queer person realize that they were indeed queer. And I yeah. watched a lot of uh, original Charlie's Angels, and I'm talking Kate Jackson, uh, Farrah Fawcett, Jacqueline Smith. I mean, I still miss Farrah Fawcett. But, <laughs> um, like, I, I go way too far back with Charlie's Angels. And I loved the original series. It was what's called Jiggle TV. It was very sensationalistic in the 1970s. I mean, Farrah Fawcett's hair alone, the way it flipped out like that, it was a massive... Uh, fashion in the 70s like I have seen pictures of my mom with that haircut and it, it is it's hysterical but the fact that Charlie's Angels was such a huge part of um, just pop culture then and you know and it aired on ABC so it was readily accessible and then we had you know the early 2000s re uh, reboot of the franchise which is you know essentially late 90s schlock it yeah. is it's absolutely ridiculous. They are dumb as hell, but they are wonderful. Yes. I mean, you know, hell, it was even groundbreaking at the time to include um, Lucy Liu. I'm just, I'm trying to gather my thoughts with this. Um, I didn't have time to do prep work, James. Um, I just saw it on Twitter and I felt like we needed to speak on it. I'm sorry. Like, it just. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. It's just. <laughs> It's like, I, like, I know, it's, it's, it's one of them things. I see where Elizabeth Banks is coming from. I genuinely do. And I'm going to lose several thousand Twitter followers for saying this, but she's not wrong. Like, and, it, like... I understand her frustration that, you know, we do have constantly have Batman reboots and Spider-Man reboots. And admittedly, I have stopped caring. Like, I have never seen any of the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. I have no desire to. Like, it's I thought you saw Homecoming. No, I did. Okay, I did see Homecoming. I haven't seen Far From Home. That's just how much I enjoyed Homecoming that I completely forgot that I saw it. Mm. But no, I do, I genuinely do see where she's coming from. And in essence, I don't think she's wrong, but I do think she was speaking from a place of anger because I would be frustrated too if, you know, something that I put so much time in, you know, just ended up flopping. And yeah. in the greater conversations, you're going to have people arguing it's an SJW reboot. I even <sighs> saw one guy unironically complaining that we didn't need an all-female SJW reboot of Charlie's Angels. Huh? And I'm just what kind of like, this was, this was unironically, he wasn't, you know, just making a joke. This was a guy who thought that they had taken a property and took the male cast and wiped it away and put all female, like all women in the cast. The only thing they did was switch Bozzy to a girl. I yeah. Mean, they made I it less mean, weird. It was, you know, it was absolutely wild enough because I remember my parents were speaking on it after the fact when Bosley was pretty Mac and, you know, it was going to destroy the franchise because Bosley was black. But in the first movie, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just kind of one of them, their things. I have not seen it yet. I think my wife and I, we Victoria and I, we'd plan to see it um, this weekend if we could, but she had fever, so we haven't seen it yet. It looks gay as hell and I'm down for that. 
<laughs> and I think that's probably like 75% Kristen Stewart. Yes. But, I mean, and also keep in mind that Elizabeth Banks threw a lot of her support behind the recent Power Rangers remake too. Yep. And I think she's just having a lot of fun. And it, to it, because I mean, a lot of people are waving around Wonder Woman and then um, uh, people are pointing to Terminator that, you know, they like seeing women in action movies. Like, but that's not necessarily what she's saying. We just had a, had a, had a, had a, had a conversation about that on Blurred Grounds last week. <laughs> yeah, they're not, it's, it's not about women in movies, it's about women driven movies. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. What's what and- I want to see. If a movie is objectively bad, a movie is objectively bad. Like, that's neither here nor there. But I think she's speaking, I mean, this speculation, I obviously don't know Elizabeth Banks. If if I did, I would talk about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you? If you knew a celebrity, wouldn't you be like, have you met my friend Elizabeth Banks? (laughs) Yep, right. But I think she's speaking from a place that there is a huge push against you know women-led properties right now and ironically these are some of the same fears i have for birds of prey because it is going to be an entirely woman-led action movie that's rated r and like you know you can just see you know the the internet trolls revving their little chainsaws getting ready to start hacking away at the movie i mean there are they've already started because margot robbie is not wearing what she wore in suicide squad Jesus. So I do understand where Elizabeth Banks comes from. And on a whole, she is not wrong. Because, I mean, I can't say definitively why she isn't, but I do know that she isn't. If, if that makes any sense, like, I don't have empirical peer reviewed data to prove why she isn't, why she's not wrong. But just as, you know, being a woman, I can tell you that she's not a hundred percent wrong because if there's a woman in an action movie and she's not in something tight or revealing she's a lesbian that's what that's what's been noticeable and like and even i remember recently people were online like complaining about tom tiller's new suicide squad they were saying it's a double standard because the women are covered up but the men are in more revealing clothing and i'm like such a double standard like really bro like are you are like like it's like are you mad here's a cave go be super mad because like you you complaining about the stupidest crap right now like honestly the same folks listen to like wasp winger and motley crew and don't see the irony (laughs) okay so i apologize for dropping that on you at the last minute Uh, we will move on now so uh, th- those are our thoughts on that that little like ch- uh, like mishap with Charlie's Angels, but so uh, we, the, the Disney Plus has been a thing that has been out for about a week now. We are coming up on a week of Disney Plus being in existence. I had pre-ordered that stuff. I have paid for it. I love it. It's it's everything that I wanted. I sold my soul to the Church of the Mouse, and I don't regret it. And yes. I may be enjoying my childhood and watching Hannah Montana on the daily. I have no shame. I be, may be watching DuckTales on my lunch breaks. I have no shame. Do you know how nice it was waking up on Tuesday morning, downloading the app, and getting dressed for work and watching Goof Troop like I was a kid again? That was lit. Like, no one can tell me otherwise. Like, that was the greatest thing ever. I felt so happy. Like, ugh. 
Travis, you, you have the service. How, yes. How, how, how do you feel about uh, selling your soul to the House of Mouse? Uh, pretty good, considering it's keeping my child content while I do this podcast. Hey! <laughs> She's watching Descendants right now. Hey! <laughs> hey, I'm like, but, uh, those movies are corny, but that music is lit. I can't, no one can tell me otherwise. Dude, yeah, it's insane. super corny. <laughs> But um, I mean, I, I have nothing against Disney Plus. It's and I don't know how anyone can if you're not exclusively a hipster. You know, ten million subscribers in the first day speaks for itself. Yep. That is insane. And as an adult, I'm sure I, I'm resonating with you guys too. When you're just going through their their playlists and you're like, oh my god, I loved this as a kid. Oh my god, I loved this as a kid. Oh my god, I loved this as a kid. Hey, where's Where's this other thing that I look you for? You get Go freaking tailspin, homie. Like, right. you get everything. Like, Man, up, up in the way. Kim I possible. was watching The Color of Friendship. Oh, yes. I love like... that so much. <laughs> like, I used to love the jokes where it was like, oh, the white girl from South Africa and then comes to America and hangs out with the black kids. That was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> But then I it love got when they, real, when they have that quick. moment. Like she called you a what, and then they all rush her room. She goes, "No, no, no! I was explaining it. No, 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 no." <laughs> yeah. That, 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 oh my gosh! Like, the, and like they they even included all the Christmas movies from the jump, all the Halloween movies, all the Halloween towns are on there. I'm hype. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. except for Return to Halloween Town, we don't talk about that one. That, that no, we don't talk about that. But like, well, I mean, they got they got Captain America: Winter Soldier, so I could forget about Return to Halloween Town. They got <laughs> everything, bro. Like they got everything. Like, oh, so Mary, when when are you going to like sign the contract and join the Church of the Mouse? I'm probably not. What? <laughs> I just I, I, there aren't a lot of like any properties that I would want to watch. I probably already have on home video. Like, okay, but like X Men the animated series, though. I mean, I have stuff the mandalorian <laughs> you've been exposed the mandalorian mary She's not much of a star wars person i'm i'm actually not much of a star wars fan like i like star wars but i'm not a capital star wars fan you know capital h fan if that makes any sense she, she reads her <sighs> dr afro comics in the corner and doesn't bother nobody pretty much uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> i will get I will get Disney Plus if, for whatever reason, they take Runaways off of Hulu. Like that's when I'll. Get yeah, that's it. true. Because Runaways is on Disney Plus. The right. first season, the first season of Runaways is on Disney Plus. That's hilarious. <laughs> and plus, you can bundle it with Hulu and ESPN. So, like, there you go. There's some good stuff for you. So, um, I, 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 I will admit it has its kinks to it. Like. We all knew that that thing was going to crash the first day, and within the first two hours, it crashed. We all knew it was going to happen because 10 million subscribers, it was going to happen. It was There was no doubt in my mind that that was going to crash from the jump. I will say that the interface is kind of like how Netflix was at jump, like OG Netflix, where the only way to keep stuff that you've watched in your like like availability is putting it in your watch list there's no like resume option there or there like like in like the main menu it's just if you don't check that that my list button you have to research all of it and go to that specific episode i that's my one complaint so far but like it's early it's the first week 
we we can get some updates. It's cool. I like that each like company like National Geographic, Marvel, Disney, Pixar, Star Wars are all split up. I wish the Disney Channel stuff was a little bit more split up because they just have Disney Channel original movies in its own category. They don't have all the shows. And also there's a problem when you search different things. There's a lot of double tiles of the same thing over and over again occasionally. Like you'll see Hannah Montana and then Hannah Montana the same line down or so on and so forth. Like different multiple things over and over again. So there's those early bugs. But I definitely see this being a worthwhile purchase for a lot of people, a lot of families, like like Travis Dunn said. His, his daughter's pr- pretty much occupado for a while. <laughs> yeah, she's Travis, pick whatever, whatever she bucks. wants. She just, oh, I, honestly, like, I'm in love with it for a lot of reasons. Like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. There are Marvel movies in the cinematic universe I haven't seen yet that I need to catch up on. Um... Also, anyone who's got a Verizon wireless cell phone, if you have an unlimited plan, they're giving Disney Plus out for a year. That's, that's what I'm rocking right now. A year for free. It's hard to beat that, honestly. Right. Like, <laughs> and so, like, it's, I know they had bugs and all that stuff, but it was, it was like I was telling you, James, when it, when it dropped, I'm not about to complain for a year free of all the Disney movies I can think of. You know what I mean? I don't care if it doesn't load up the first time I try to play it. <laughs> Hey Sprint, hey Sprint, Verizon's kind of kicking your ass. Like, I'll I'll give you back title if you give us Disney Plus. Right. <laughs> like, like I don't need Jay Z Spotify clone. I, I I'll take some Disney Plus, please. <laughs> bootleg only, Spotify. The only reason that we even use the title that we got from Sprint is because we don't want to pay the upcharge to have two devices on Spotify. So I use Spotify and Victoria uses a title. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> See, like I have like five people on my Spotify family plan, and like a couple people just like buy me lunch occasionally. So I'm happy paying fifteen bucks. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> And like that's what that's what nice about Disney Plus. And like there was all these rumors and speculation that they were gonna like crack down on password like like sharing and whatnot. Oh really? Is that why you gave us seven profiles and uh, up to four screens at once? I, right. I, I don't think so. <laughs> it's Humans like are I got communal people, creatures. They're gonna I share. People, I got people buying me milk and diet coke occasionally just to get that Disney Plus and occasionally some beer. I don't give a crap. Y'all can have that. I don't even care. Right, I'm about to start hoeing out some Disney Plus for some free shit. For real though. Think about that. <laughs> you want I have one food? friend who's like, people who are watching Disney Plus are just depressed adults, and I'm like, okay, shut up, hipster. You just legit mad. though. Oh, oh, so oh, now. I just the, don't have the, it because. I, there's probably not much I would enjoy on there. So you, so, so yeah, you, you really weren't a Disney Channel kid, were you? No, I was not. I feel like you would enjoy Kim Possible, though. Like, it's, like no, I, I, I did watch Kim Possible. I did enjoy Kim Possible. Okay, I mean, good. I'm, I'm not completely Disney ignorant. I was not allowed to watch princess movies growing up. That is a whole thing. But my mom didn't want me watching the princess movies because she didn't want me to get the idea in my head that a man would have to come save me. So I have actually never seen a lot of the princess movies. And then it just kind of like stretched out to all Disney ever. So Hey, this is an opportunity to go back. This is an opportunity. But like, I don't, 
I, I don't really care to. Like, I don't think I need to go watch Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah, no, not Sleeping Beauty, but like things like, yeah, like Star movies or like, I still say, like, I, I know they're like changing all of their live action, but like I've Mulan is like, shit. I've seen, I've seen things like Toy Story, I've seen Up, I've seen, you know, a lot of, a lot of the non princess adjacent things, but I don't have that attachment to Disney because I didn't have that dosage you know, I, I wasn't dosed with it in childhood if that makes any sense so i don't have that's fair i don't have the attachment and you know a lot of people think that i'm just trying to be a hipster like Boo, i don't like disney i mean i don't like their corporate practices but yeah. i just i never formed an attachment to it in childhood and of course you know when i was a teenager it was overwhelmingly nihilistic as all teenagers are but um it just it never really anything that i grew into okay Okay, it's fair. So, so like, you might cop it a case, like, like once in a while for some X Men reruns. Probably. All right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. So, the uh, one more thing before we we, we we wrap about like about about this episode, I want I want to brag about the creme de la creme that was the Mandalorian. Oh, so like, so good. I haven't seen episode two yet, but like, Watch. I, oh, bro, I ain't seen it yet. Watch. I, Watch this. Watch the spoilers. I don't want someone to figure out oh, how know, to burn spo- this podcast spo- down. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Like I'm not gonna do spoilers because I don't want to. I don't want to like waste everything for the show. I'm gonna give a light like first impressions and then we gonna bail out. All right. So I like that. The I like I like the time period because one of my biggest complaints about post um post deletion of EU uh, Disney Star Wars has been the lack of content post episode six and like us not knowing how the first order like it came together or like what happened between six and seven i i i i wanted more of that and now obviously the the mandalorian isn't isn't gonna give us a lot of that but i like that we're getting a piece of it so i like the Mm -hmm. time period and i like the guild and I like the character of the Mandalorian. I want to learn more about him from what we've gotten in the show. And I like the like the, the the bringing on the other bounty hunter that we see in the show. And also, um, old dude in the show, like I, I like the, like the old dude who like helps him with with the thing. He's a baller. Hashtag I have spoken. And there's my there's my thoughts. <laughs> ten out of ten. Okay, Travis, go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited for this show because of the. We're finally getting to learn about Mandalorians, and it's going to maybe call back to some of the stuff that Disney completely got rid of, like the Revan book mm. and the stuff that happened in Knights of the Old Republic. Because mm. like, as soon as they talked about him getting important things, going to stop there. Mm. But I was really excited about them diving into the culture of Mandalorians. That's something we don't see unless you really, really search hard for it. And ever since the EU was asked, the EU was like, okay, so like, Boba Fett didn't die in that pit. Boba Fett fell in another pit and didn't die again. Boba Fett like went and liberated <laughs> he his. He fell in that thing three times. He fell in it three times. He fell in a Starlight pit three times, and he came out every time. And then he went and liberated Mandalore and all this stuff. And you know, Disney comes along and goes, okay, all of that is not canon. We don't even know if Boba Fett's alive. Nothing. And then he like, never had lightsabers. <laughs> and like now, granted, I think they came out recently and said like, "Yes, he's alive," but we don't know what the hell happened to him yet. 
Okay, cool. Okay, I'm cool. still kind of irritated that the Mandalorian wasn't about him, but I'm also glad it isn't him because okay, new content, new characters, cool, good stuff. Like I got um old dude from Happy Happy Happy, Happy Gilmore on this show. I'm pretty hyped about that. Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers is in my show. I'm Carl Weathers. That. I love Carl Weathers. I'm hyped, I'm hyped about that. But <laughs> so so that's that's me and Travis's glowing review of the Mandalorian. Um. Uh, I, I, like uh, we, we we will save Pokemon talk for Blurry Grounds because we'll, uh, that way we have Marcus. Uh, we, we we've nerded out on Mary enough this evening. <laughs> um, so I haven't played Pokemon since Yellow, so you guys are fine. Oh yeah, no, we, 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 we'll we'll save that for the next show. So, um, before we wrap up, we want to give you some recommendations for bo- books that you can pick up th- uh, this week at your local comic book shop. Uh, this Wednesday, like as every Wednesday, there are new books that I pick up at your LCS, and we're gonna give you some recommendations to pick up for the week of November twentieth. So, Travis, what is your recommendation for this Wednesday? Uh, he Man and the Masters of the Universe. Why? Yeah, uh, for why all the not? wrong reasons. <laughs> Honestly, why not? For starters, but because there's just. When they brought He-Man into the Injustice universe, that was honestly when they decided to turn that whole heaping pile of whatever and make it so much awesome. Like, like Mr. Rogers and Mr. T being in the same room having a beer <laughs> awesome. What? Like, what? <laughs> okay, I've been right now in history. Like... <laughs> But then it's it's awesome, you know. And so I'm I'm re- I, the first issue. It's a it's a little mini series coming out from DC. First issue drops Wednesday. Um, okay, I guess it's good. A, it's a little bit of background of what's about to happen um, in these big in these six it, issues. Man. But if you're familiar with Eternia or Etheria or anything um, like that, I can like tell you, you for certain it's going to affect well, all really of it, and it's going to be huge. So it's it's a good shout out to old school He-Man and She-Ra fans. And on top of the fa- on top of that, it's great for any new reader that wants to see what's going on. Okay, okay, okay. Mary, what is your pick for this? Week? Mary, what are your thoughts on this whole spectacle? Mary, what are your okay. thoughts on this whole? Yeah, I had a little bit of a stutter there, but I, I just, it's been a, it's been a long day. I've been up since five. Well, I've got um, two recommendations. How do I know? I think I think I know what one is. Wait, no, that was last week. Never mind. Never mind. That was last week. No, Runaways was last week. <laughs> um, the first one is uh, Marauders number two. Dawn of X started strong. Uh, Marauders number one, it was strong, and I'm interested to see if number two can be equally as strong. Mary, what are and, your thoughts on this whole um, Snyder because of the You know, who, who also doesn't love mutant pirates? I'm kind of down for mutant pirates. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and uh, my second recommendation is it's having trouble catching on, but I'm going to give it to Strike Force number three. Now, why? Why? Because the premise is interesting. It is a team of characters that I absolutely adore. Every single one of them is a personal favorite. And, like, if the book could just find its voice, and I'm hoping in number three it can find its voice, because that is a team that you have the potential to kick some serious ass It really is. I mean, you have Blade, you have Angela, you've got Monica Rambeau, Spider-Woman, Wiccan for some reason. (laughs) 
he's, <laughs> he's the one I don't get. Wiccan is the Same. one I don't get. Same. Like he's in, he's incredibly powerful, but I mean, I feel like Wiccan, T. D. Howard's just a fan. Wiccan and Blade. But like Blade though. <laughs> but I mean, like Wiccan and Blade together. <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, me cast some power of love. Hang on, let me slice it in half. Oh my god! But no, I'm re- I'm really hoping the book finds its finds its voice before it's canceled next week. Um, oh, oh, next week. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh my god! Oh my god! Shots okay. fired! Oh my, oh my god! Tell me if I'm wrong. Let's put money on it. Let's put money on it. I, I, I'm gonna say Fallen Angels gets canceled before Strike Force. Okay, see, I have to agree with you with that one. Brian, I love you. I love you to death. But, like, that first issue was a little rough. I'm sorry. Like, ugh. Like, I, 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 I love me some good Batman the Outsiders. But, like, I didn't need it in Marvel. I'm sorry. Like, you, you didn't need to co- copy and paste. Okay. Purple Katana. Yeah, Purple Katana was not needed. Okay, my recommendation for the week of November 20th is a book that I have been waiting my entire life for because I have waited so, so long, so long, not only for the return of Vic Sage. Is it your butt? If Vic Sage is on my butt, then like, yes, fam. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, But no, um... This podcast just took a turn. Yes, it did. Um, but no, uh, the, not only for the return of Vic Sage, because don't get me wrong, Greg Rucka, we can have lunch. I, I love having Monica Rambeau back in the mask, but for this um, DC Black Label book, for Vic Sage back as the question is so much that I love. Not only because I love Vic Sage as a character, but because of the fact that Dennis Cowan, the legendary Dennis Cowan, gets me back drawing him is so much of my love right there. And then, then the gods of comicdom reached down and touched my heart and said, nah, nah, James, we ain't done yet. We ain't done. We gonna say, you get one of your favorite writers to work with him. And who did I get? I got my boy Jeff Lemire. I got Jeff Lemire. I got Dennis Cowan working on Vic Sage the Question. And I am so hyped. So I need everybody to go support this book. Because yes, it's a mini series. Yes, it's a black label book. But it is going to be fire. And I need everyone to support this book. Okay. That's my thing for the day. Okay. Um... Don't forget, uh, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. Don't forget to check out the website on Comics Ground on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground. Check out the website on ComicsGround.com. We'll put some hyphens between those words for me. And uh, where you can check out all of our reviews, solicitations, news articles occasionally, opinion pieces, where we talk about every weekday for you folks. Uh, uh, we apologize for any audio issues that occurred this episode because we're having some recording issues but we appreciate you sticking with us as we get back into things after a bit of a hiatus. Uh, Next week, though, next week we are going to be switching formats of the show. While we enjoy, we love and enjoy talking about the latest news with you when it comes to comic books, we want to dive further when it comes to talking about comic books and such, and we're going to have weekly topics about comic books and such. And next week begins our new format where we're going to be diving deep into one of the latest comic book events that has shooken the, the, uh, the, the very fabric of the Marvel Universe. What am I talking about? House of X and Powers of X. The, Jonathan Hickman coming down once again from the heavens and blessing my heart and revitalizing the X-Men franchise. 
I am very excited to talk about this with my, with my, my brother and sister here when it comes to pro, uh, panel to panel. I'm excited to dive into this new format. We, so get ready for next week when we bring that to you folks. So, Mary, what is your closing statement for this episode of Panel to Panel? Um, watch Batwoman Sundays on the CW. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm Eastern. Oh <laughs> I mean, gosh. why the hell not? That's great. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's really awesome. Okay. Travis, what is your closing statement for this episode of Panel to Panel? I hope one of these movie studios takes another amazing, iconic 60s show and flips it to be as SJW as possible. Give me an all-women A-team. Just saying. Yes. Okay. This is something I didn't know I wanted, but yes. But who would you get to be BA, though? Um... Like my first pick was Leslie Jones, but I, I I don't know if how I feel about that now. Nah, she she lost her chance, man. When she ruined the best Ghostbuster, it's over. I can't. Nah, I canceled her. The power of Patty <laughs> compels you. No, nope. that was Mm-mm. that was a good scene. I'm sorry, I like that movie. I, I like that movie too, but like, it, 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 yeah, it, I I wish there wasn't so much controversy around it. It had its flaws. Like I I I'm more there for Kate McKinnon it, than anything. It's Ghostbusters for lesbians. Just look at it that way and all of the problems disappear. <laughs> See, I watched Ghostbusters because the black dude was the smartest. You're right. You're right. Ernie Hudson, my man. <laughs> okay. Well, there's, there's that episode. Once again, we apologize for any audio issues this episode. We will catch you guys next week for our brand new format. Uh, pl- uh, like, Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Podcast Public, all that good stuff. And we will catch you folks next time right here at Panel to Panel. Peace out.